Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Something that you said throughout the entire last month was that you didn't want to stop coaching this team. Looking back at it now, how happy are you that you got so much extra time with them this season? Um, I'm probably more <clears throat> disappointed that I didn't get more than happy that we got extra. Um, you know, that's just the way coaches think. Um, I- I'm grateful to have had the opportunity to coach this group. Um, I loved coaching this team. I've said it. Uh, they had this incredible blend um, of of fun mixed with really hard work and competitiveness uh, that most teams can't mesh the two. Um, so it, it was a blast to coach them. I'm incredibly proud of them, uh, but still a little, you know, disappointed, bitter, whatever it is um, that we're not playing tonight. Can you look back at Wednesday night now? And then you look back at how you guys even got into playoffs. Was this the most dramatic entrance and then also exit that you've ever had from a playoff run? Yeah, probably. I think I, I don't spend a ton of uh, <clears throat> I don't spend a ton of time kind of rethinking about those things. You know, I, I you know I've always just kind of been learn from mistakes that I've made as a coach or from successes. And then and then move forward and try to apply them. So I don't spend a ton of time kind of reminiscing. I guess would be the word. But um, you know, getting in the last day was was crazy. Uh, it was emotional. I thought it was deserved. I think this group earned the right to be in the playoffs with what we did and overcame this year. Um, and then losing like that was was gutting. It was just. We played so good in that third period and, and, and to come back and get the lead. And then, and then you're, yeah, obviously when you're in three overtimes, um, you know, whether it's a win or a loss, it's, it's going to happen quick. So um, just hate to be on the wrong side of it. Good morning, Seth. Uh, I, I was wondering if we could go over kind of the chronology of UPL situation. When he got hit by Schmelzer, first of all, how severe at the time did you think that injury was going to be? Yeah, we knew it was relatively severe um, right away. Uh, you know, he certainly, how big that game was in itself, uh, he was not going to come out of that game um, if there was any chance that it was just a tweak, right? So it was significant. We understood it right away. Um, not sure on the grade, you know, grade one, two, those types of things, uh, but but we knew it was pretty significant. We knew that he'd probably miss at least one, if not two series is for sure. And then hopefully potentially have him back in that four to five week range. Um, so, you know, 
we had a pretty good sense that it would be at the earliest, the middle of round three. Um, and, and like I said, he was, he was very close. We've seen a lot in the NHL. There's, you know, it's tough for goalies to stay healthy with all the contact and UPL got hurt in a play like that. He's had a bunch of injuries, some of which they just happen. I mean, he's 22. He's still growing into his body. How or what can he do maybe to be more durable? You know, I think just continue his work ethic. His work ethic is is outstanding. Um, I, he is still growing into his body. I think most 22-year-olds are. I think him even more so. A lot of guys that are 6'5 are really skinny and gangly. He's he's actually pretty thick for a 6'5 guy. And I think that um, he's, you know, and, and it's good weight. He's, he's in great shape. But I do think that there's an acclimatization period that a big guy like him has to go through in terms of just being able to handle uh, the weight that he is at, the height that he's at, and, and have the 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 core strength um, and the coordination all connected together to try to give you your best chance to stay healthy. What can you do? You, you certainly in the off season, your, your rehab and your training with the strength coaches. Um, you know, but we have talked to him, like, uh, I think for goaltenders, I do believe like yoga um, and things like that are, are, and those are things that he's looking into as well, are really beneficial from a flexibility standpoint, from a core strength standpoint, uh, from a mental standpoint. Um, so those, that, that might be something that, that he adds into his repertoire, uh, but that young man puts a ton of time in, um, and I think it's just more getting to an age where his where his body is ready to carry the weight that he's at and not to overshadow his play on the ice especially he played well in buffalo and then especially that stretch late for you guys what was your takeaway from his season when he was out there i thought that at the end of the season uh he looked like a dominant goaltender uh he had that he had the look and the swagger and the he was carrying himself the way i remember coaching against him uh, in the world championships when he was U18, watching him at the world juniors. Uh, I thought he had kind of got back to that spot uh, from a mental and physical perspective. Um, so certainly disappointing not to have him in the playoffs because he looked, he looked like a goalie that was ready to go on a run um, just with the way he was playing, the way he was carrying himself. And, you know, I think he's handled himself incredibly well in, some very difficult circumstances you know his first year he's got the hip injuries and he's cincinnati and then rochester and then and then COVID happens and last year's a shortened year and he has some injuries and he's but he was here and in buffalo and this year like all of the ups and downs like goaltenders that's so hard we've talked about it when you guys have asked about hauser going through three different leagues and um being up in buffalo then back here and you know that that takes a toll that's difficult mentally and i thought that he's handled all of that incredibly well and i think that that adversity um that he's faced playing in three different leagues having the injuries he's faced um is all are all things that are going to strengthen his resolve moving forward thanks i'll let others jump in as mike was saying uh seth he was playing so well in buffalo and you just touched upon just a little bit, but I wanted to know he had the injury, then he got sent back down again. Was he, was there a lot of disappointment? Did you kind of have to talk to him and, and be with him when, 
all that happened to him and things were going well, and then he wound up back in Rochester? Um, he and I talk a lot. Uh, I think that uh, I don't sense disappointment from him in that. No. Um, you know, he obviously all of our players want to be in Buffalo, right? They, that's their dream. That's their goal, especially our prospects, right? To be in the National Hockey League. It's the best league in the world. So, but for, for Upi, um, I believe that he has a clear vision of where he's going and, and what he's going to do once he's there full time. Uh, but he's very committed to the process. Uh, he's a real process focused young man, comes to the rink, has his routines, does his extra work, uh, does his off ice work, gets on the ice early, does his goalie work, you know, goes through practice the same way he, he's kind of a, that's the way he's wired. Um, and so I don't, he doesn't get too overly emotional about where he's at. Um, I think the hardest thing was probably the training camp, you know, like the uncertainty of, of at the start of the year of, of where he was going to be uh, just because of the goaltending situation organizationally. Uh, but I think once we got into the season, uh, he was in a good mindset, whether he was there or, or here with us. You talked about training camp. Training camp didn't go the way he wanted to. It wasn't the best. What did what did he do to improve himself? Because when we saw him the second time, there was a huge improvement. So, you know, obviously he came down to work hard. What kind of things did he improve on from training camp to when we saw him again in Buffalo? Yeah, I would say that his his habits in terms of the consistency of of how he plays shots from different areas um, because he is Seamus does phenomenal work with him. Seamus is a, has a very good relationship with him back to the development days. Um, but Upi is a goaltender that is not a, uh, even though he's a big guy, he's not just a blocking goaltender. Uh, he's an athlete. Uh, he makes saves. He doesn't just let the puck hit him. And so anytime you have a goaltender that's an athlete and that makes saves versus just letting the puck hit him, um, there's save selection and then the, the consistency of save selection. How do you play this scenario? How do you play a wide drive when you lean into the post? Do you lean into the post first? Do you go down first? Do you get your head into the post? Like all of those different things, um, the consistency of the selections that you put into them, especially in North America, because the game's very different for a goaltender. Um, the, way more traffic shots, uh, way more net drives. Probably those two things especially are, are extremely different than in Europe. And I think he got better at being consistent with how he handled all of those situations. And then the more consistency you have with your um, – with your habits in those situations, then the more you can play on instinct and on feel versus trying to think too much. You know, anytime a player, this game's too fast. If you're out there and you're thinking, you're in trouble. So you need to be able to create habits that allow you to not think and you just now play on your feel and on your instinct. And if I could just have one more before uh, Dan, um, Matias, you had him for two years. You had him as a rookie when he came in. And then he get, in less than two years, he gets called up to the Buffalo Sabres and plays a top four role. 
I mean, that's pretty quick development for a player. Could you maybe take us through Matias's growth in the two years that you had him to, to you know, what he developed? And when, again, we saw him in Buffalo when he became a top four guy right away. Well, I had him for three years because um, I had him at USA as well. So, um, you know, I just, I love that young kid. Uh, you know, he's my captain at the national program and he's an interesting guy in that he, uh, his demeanor off the ice comes across casual and, and chill. And so people can misinterpret um, the competitive fire that burns inside of him. Uh, and I think that even back to the draft, I think he probably fell to Buffalo. He should have been drafted higher at, because they because people misinterpret what he's really wired for um we're we're the beneficiary of that um and so nothing he's doing i would say surprises me when i coached him at the under 18 program i expected him to be a top four shutdown defender and to be a dominant nhl defenseman and now getting him in pro uh it was a lot of fun to get to work with him and to help him along with Mike Weber's done fabulous job with him um, at, at getting him to, to that stage where, and I think the biggest thing he improved at, he's always defended well. So he had to transition to defending men, obviously at, at pro, uh, but I thought he started to transition to that very well last year. And then this year I thought he was dominant in the American league. What he really got better at is the offensive side of the puck. I mean, I think he had 15 or 16 points in 23 games with us without playing on the power play. So people underestimate the offensive ability in Matias. Uh, he has extremely good puck skills. He, he cracks the puck uh, through the neutral zone very well. He's one of our, he was one of our best line rush players from an offensive standpoint in terms of uh, the plays he makes on entry and how he can attack uh, through the neutral zone. And then he's cleaned up his breakouts. And, th and that'll be the biggest thing continuing to move forward. Uh, the efficiency that he breaks the puck out uh, and how well he does it. So he's become good at it. We want him to become a lead at it so he can be a dominant NHL defenseman. Hey coach, uh, you seem to grab this, this Amherst team grabbed a lot of fan, Sabres fans just by the end of the year run. I, I feel like there was the buzz coming off, like we talked about, off the Sabres organization and then your guys' playoff run. What would you say to maybe some fans of the Sabres and just Western New York that didn't see this team the entire season and, and what they can expect? Maybe they just got a taste of it during this Calder Cup run, but what, what can they expect a full year out of some of these guys, like a Paterka, like a Quinn? Like I feel like they got a little sample of it, but – what can you really tell them about what they hope to see in, in Buffalo? Well, th there's a lot of guys that are in that, you know, boat. So Paterka, Quinn, Krebs, obviously Samuelson, as we've been talking about, Pekka Lukanen, you know, Fitzgerald. Uh, but, but it goes past that, right? Brandon Biro uh, put himself on the map uh, as a real prospect this year. Linus Weisbeck had a really good year. You know, so there's so many guys that, uh, that have done really good things. Uh, but – with, with the higher end guys, the, the high picks, uh, JJ Paterka's, uh, his ceiling is so high. His level of athleticism and explosiveness 
is is going to be elite even in the NHL level. Uh, and what we loved about JJ this year was the growth in his game. You know, there, here's a guy that there's no chance I would have had him on the ice in October, November in, in pressure-packed defensive moments. And by January, February, March, and playoffs, you're putting him out there in all the biggest moments, penalty kill, five on six. Uh, he became a great defensive player. Uh, we saw what his offense was, but his 200-foot game and and what he started to connect the dots on was that the better he defended, the better he worked, the more offense he got. I think he only had three goals at Christmas. So the amount of goals he scored in the second half of the season in the playoffs is is really it's really an insane number of goals. Um, and I think he was starting to connect the dots in North America that the more I get to the inside, the better I back check, the better defensively I am, the, then I get the puck. And the, when I get the puck, I'm, I'm pretty dangerous. So he started to really uh, gravitate to that. Um, with Quinter, you know, Quinter's a special uh, hockey player. It's, it's, more, it's more his mind and his stick and his compete than his explosiveness like it is with JJ. Um, you know, he has the ability to manipulate. Uh, he has the ability to, to, to score from areas that most people can't score. Um, so th those are really unique, but, but his work ethic and his character, he was a leader. He didn't wear a letter, but he was a leader and he was looked at as like a captain type player on our team. And he was a driver of our team, um, at that age, that, that is extremely rare. And so what I'd say to the fans, Krebs, all of this, about all of it is, is we should be excited about the talents, but we should be more excited about the character, the competitiveness, but also how much pride they take in being part of the Buffalo Sabres organization. And I know that that is going on up top right now with, the, with that, that young core. And, and Donnie's done such a good job of it. You can feel that even here. Uh, but we've got young men going up there and some that have already been there a little bit that are take great pride in, in being Buffalo Sabres and being part of this organization and want to be part of the solution uh, to make us a winning franchise again. Thanks a lot, Coach. Appreciate all season. Thank you. As far as, as, far as Jack uh, in the playoffs, we've talked about how, obviously, he, he didn't produce a lot of offense, but just the learning experience of it all and the fact that he adjusted and, and you know, found ways, I guess, to contribute, how significant is that in the end? Yeah, I think it's important for the rounding out of himself as a, as a player. Uh, he helped us beat the best team in the American Hockey League without scoring a goal. And, and so that that's hard to do at 20 years old, um, to, to have that, first of all, to have that, that commitment uh, to winning, even when things aren't going well for yourself. I think that's a, that's a rare trait that is uh, incredibly important in a, in a hockey player. Uh, the, the, how hard he played, how much he finished checks and back checked and, uh, did things to create momentum for us in spite of not scoring as much. Um, I thought that late in the Utica series and the Laval series, I thought he played fantastic. Um, and the puck just didn't go in. He got his game back. Uh, you know, you could see, you know, he and I had conversations about it late in Utica and you could see uh, where he was getting his game back to. And, and, 
it was just disappointing for him. Uh, you know, he beat Primo in overtime and it hits knob of stick, you know, so that, that's three knobs in two games where if the goalie makes the save there, you tip your cap to him. When you beat him and it hits the knob, you know, that, that would have been a special moment uh, for him to, have, to win that game, to deliver in double overtime. Crowd would have been going nuts. We'd be playing tonight and it just wasn't meant to be. Um, so I give him a ton of credit for how he stayed within the team framework in spite of not having the success offensively that he expects himself to have. But the beauty of Jack, this was last year, and he and I met about this yesterday. He took the struggles last year and he used it to fuel an incredible summer. Incredible summer where he worked on his skating, his shot, and his strength, and he came back and dominated the American Hockey League. And he's going to use the, the struggles and the adversity that he had in the playoffs to go fuel an incredible summer again. And, you know, those are things that, you know, when you're, when you don't feel like going in the weight room in the middle of July and you're tired and you just, you don't want to go shoot 500 pucks that day. Those are things you remind yourself of, um, that you don't want to have that feeling again, that you're a little pissed off about the way it ended. Uh, and that, that that's how you use that adversity to fuel, uh, the growth in your game. And, uh, I know he's going to be possessed, a possessed young man this summer. Um, and he's going to use that to fuel further growth. And just how uh, forgive me if you answered this, but how close is Lena? What was Linus Weis, Linus Weisbach to uh, returning? Uh, you know, those are it's harder to predict, right? Uh -huh. With 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 concussions, um, you know, it's not four weeks. Like, you know, with with Oopi, we had a pretty good sense it was going to be in that four to five six weeks range. Um, you know, when you're dealing with uh, concussions, whether it's Mersh or Weisbach, you know. It might be a couple of days. It, it it might be way longer. You just don't know. Um, now, both of them had passed so many different protocols to get back on the ice and be in practice. So you felt like they were getting really close. But, um, you know, there's certain boxes you have to check, as you should, from serious injuries like that, um, that, that, that are out of my control. And so I... I don't even really think about that when guys are coming back from concussions. I just wait for the, our medical staff to tell me when they're cleared. Thank you, Seth. Thank you. So just two quick things here on Samuelson. Um, I, he said, he told us he was getting better. He, he wasn't that close though. I assumed actually getting back in. He skated. No, probably not that close. Um, he skated. We, we tested it in the Laval series. In Laval, he, he practiced with the team and just to see how it would react. Um, and it just, it didn't react great. And, you know, we're certainly not going to do anything um, as much as we want to win a Calder Cup. And we felt we had a team that could, especially if you get guys like him and Mersh and, and Upi back. Um, we're not going to do anything to a 21-year-old one of our best prospects in our organization that's going to put him uh, back, set him back for having a bad summer or not being healthy for training camp or whatever that is. So um, that's just, you know, that'd be irresponsible of us. Uh, and uh, so I, you know, was he close? I think that he was probably potentially within a week or two of being able to play, uh, but it wasn't so close that it was worth any risk uh, to the future of his career.
Right. And the last thing is from 30 years covering minor league baseball, I know the dance you do between prospects and veterans. If you're playing tonight, who's playing goal? If we're playing tonight, who's playing goal? Yeah. If, if Oopy is healthy, Oopy would be playing. Um, so uh, that, that's, you know, um, and that's no knock on Aaron Dell. Uh, I thought Aaron Dell was fantastic for us this year. Um, but it, it also takes a toll having to play 10 straight games and, and having to, to, you know, back to backs. I mean, the Laval series was right back to the three and four, I think it was. So, you yeah. know, that those, those things are difficult. Um, and organizationally, yeah, you, you talked about with minor league baseball, that that is my responsibility as well. Um, and, and I understand that. And Kevin's given me, Kevin and Jason have given me very clear marching orders um, at, at what we need to do here and winning's part of it, but, getting our young guys ready uh, to, to be impact players in Buffalo is, is a bigger part of it. Thank you, Seth. Appreciate it. Thank you. Seth, I, um, Jack, yesterday when we were talking to him, Jack Quinn, he said some of the things he wants to work on in the summertime, and you mentioned he worked on it last year, was his skating. Um, is that something you agree with this summer also? And, and in what ways do, would he need to get his skating better, do you think? Yes, I do agree. Um, that's the beauty of Jack. Uh, you know, I've said this before. Jack is an active participant in his development. Um, it's always a conversation with Jack. It's never with some players. You, you tell them it, and they just listen, and they and they go apply, and that's great. That's but with Jack, it's a it's a, we're having a conversation about how to get better, or he's having a conversation with Michael Peck about how to get better. He he has ideas. That that young man is a really intelligent player in person. Um, so. He has ideas of things he wants to get better. He, he kind of runs them through and by us. So we're connected and we're on the same page and, and he's uh, on the path we want him to be. But yes, I completely agree. He got way better. I think he probably made, I mean, it's hard to put a number on it, but let's say he probably made a 10% increase in his skating power and efficiency from last year to this year. And, but he's still at a young age and he still is able to make those changes. When you're 30, it might be a little harder to make some of those changes. When you're 20, those changes can come, uh, but it requires a lot of work. I mean, you're probably talking, you know, 30 to 45 hours of on ice technical skating work uh, with a, with a, a skating coach to make significant increases in your skating stride. Um, and then that same with shooting pucks it's probably 1500 to 2000 pucks a week with purpose, not just, just being in the driveway shooting 15 to 2000 pucks a week with purpose and intent to make that at five to 10% increase in your shot. So um, those are things he's going to attack this summer. Uh, and I, I'm completely agree. And, and uh, if he makes another 10% gain in both of those areas, plus his strength, then, then he's going to set himself up for a lot of success. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.